Welcome to Insights. I'm Dave Warren, the founder of Forerunners of America, and our tagline is Warning the Nation, Responding in Faith. Every podcast we do here at, at Forerunners of America is to warn the nation about whatever and to, uh, to help us all respond in faith. And Eddie, I would not have imagined that we would be sitting here today, and what we are warning the nation about is John Piper. Yeah, that's that's incredible. Uh, really kind of disturbing. Yeah, and we're talking about his October 22nd article that he posted at, at his website, Desiring God. And we also today, we want to help everybody respond in faith, which we believe is to vote. And that really this non-voting stance, especially when you look at the big picture and what's going on both biblically, theologically, or you just simply look practically at the whole scenario of our nation, uh, I believe non-voting, which is Piper's position, I believe it's nonsense. And we need to drill down on this. And so specifically, we are drilling down on on a few areas. Um, I'm sure we'll be touching on abortion because John Piper has a, a section in his article about abortion. But also, we are going to be, um, we're going to be looking at why did John Piper give Joe Biden a pass on his character. In other words, does Joe Biden really have the moral high ground? Does Joe Biden really have integrity uh, uh, more so than Donald Trump or anybody? It, we're going to be drilling down on that as well today. And then we want to go theologically. That's where John Piper likes to live. He's a uh, uh, he's got a worldwide ministry. He's got been was a pastor for decades. Highly respected, written books. Um, you know, he's he's part of the Christian body and. And yet we need to warn. There was some stuff that he said here that if you don't have discernment, you can be letting a lot of lies and potentially the evil one to get in here. And so, Eddie, we gotta we gotta dive in right away. But how how did this how did this article um, grab you or, or or cause you to react initially? Uh, initially, I was I was stunned, uh, per- perplexed. Mm-hmm. That uh, uh, John would have a a, um, a a view that was entirely different from my own. Uh, yeah, we wouldn't typically expect that from him. Yeah, yeah, um, and uh, so I I had to read it a couple times, actually more than a couple times, just to really f- well, what is he really saying? What is he really saying? Uh, and because I'm a, I I believe I'm a strong believer. Um, uh, I had to take a, a diametrically opposed position. Okay, specifically where where Piper lands the plane. It actually happens at the end of the article in an editor's note. And let me read this because it's so vital in light of what's coming up November 3rd. But I also want to say, even if people are watching this after November 3rd, this is in vital stuff that we learn now how to discern, even for future elections, because, because we can't just uh, assume that what we're talking about today is, is about voting or not voting. Actually, it's all really about a theological perspective, ultimately, where we're going to go today. But anyway, the editor's note at the end of Piper's article says, after this article was published, and again, it was published on October 22nd, so very recent, John Piper tweeted, quote, the article was posted today, I'm sorry, the article we posted today explains why I won't be voting for Biden or Trump. That choice to write in is relatively unimportant, but the reasoning really matters. 
He then links to his 1995 article on abortion as a stake in the ground uh, he hopes never to move. So, okay, so here we are, right? But um, well, let's really get into the, the meat of this. And and I guess where I'd like to start is actually by quoting Todd Friel. He, he uh, has a YouTube channel called Wretched, or I guess the whole title would be Wretched Radio. But he has almost 400,000 followers, subscribers on YouTube. And he, you know, I've heard him many times, and he's your right-up-the-middle solid Christian, always biblical. But this is the title that he gave during his uh, video where he responds to John Piper's article. He says, partially right, dangerously wrong. And that's where I would land the plane as well. And he does some good stuff in his video. We're going to emphasize other things and go in other directions today. But I believe ultimately he nails it with with Piper's actually dangerously wrong. And and again, uh, we have nothing against uh, John Piper personally. He's been a leader, a a Christian leader, spokesman, author, pastor for decades. Um, But this is kind of off the mark. I would say that Piper at this point is off, off the rails. And let's Let's get into some of this. So, um, you know, he, he even mentions in his, in, in, at the end of his tweet, you know, about his 1995 article on abortion. He has a section in uh, this, uh, this article about abortion. But it's almost like he's not looking at what President Trump has done. What I would say, he, President Trump has done more than any U.S. president, even Ronald Reagan, as it is to moving us towards a pro-life um, uh, mindset, uh, pro-life policies. And so I do think this matters quite a, quite a bit. Yeah, definitely, Dave. Um, for, for me as a believer, uh, the pro-life um, position is, is central to how I vote, okay? Um, there are other issues, but if, if a candidate is not uh, pro-life, then that sways my position to not uh, uh, vote for that candidate. Right. I, well, I mean, just fundamentally, I think that what happened with Roe v. Wade, the, 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 uh, the decision that was passed down in 1973, I believe it is the most cruel law on the books from then until now. I mean, there's no—I mean, we're talking about the dismemberment of babies in the womb that can feel pain. They can't vote for themselves. They're, they need us to vote for them. The whole Bible, by the way, so now we're going more into Piper's realm of theology, be fruitful and multiply right through the entire New Testament. I mean, so from Genesis right through the New Testament, we're supposed to be about, about life, giving people life, protecting life. There's no more egregious violation of all this massive biblical theme than abortion. And then, and then somehow that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and the whole Democratic Party, somehow they have uh, the, the high ground on this issue. No, they have done everything they can, they could, uh, in meaning the entire party, to switch from what Hillary Clinton said in 2008, that abor- abortion should be um, rare, uh, safe, and legal. They've switched it to abortion should be for anyone, at any time, for any reason. And oh, by the way, the government should pay for it. This is the platform. This is what Joe Biden and Kamala Harris would fully bring on at a whole new level if they are to win this election. I would say that Trump has actually showed more integrity on this issue with a lot of heat coming from uh, the culture. 
um, than, um, than George W. Bush or others that, that were supposedly, um, you know, uh, fighting for pro-life. I, I mean, George W. Bush, he, obviously he was a Republican, he, but he had both the House and the Senate for the first two years, and he campaigned on this, and he did very little. In contrast, President Trump, he has put on the Supreme Court originalists, meaning what was the original intent of the Constitution? We're not going to legislate from the bench. This is already going to be a huge legacy of President Trump, something that other presidents, even Republican presidents, just couldn't quite get it done. He has been 100% faithful to his promise. He Remember, Trump published a list of potential nominees. He's stuck to it. Uh, first, um, Justice Gorsuch, then Justice Kavanaugh, and now Justice Amy Coney Barrett. I mean, this is stunning what he's done. It's like Piper doesn't mention any of this in his article. No, it it, it was the reason why I'm um, more convinced that he's the right man at this time because I was not not confident in uh, Trump as uh, as a candidate. Okay, when he was promising things, I said, well, we'll have to wait and see, okay? But he has come through with his promises. He's fulfilled those promises, Dave, and you have to give him credit, okay? Right, even when people hate him, he told everybody what he was going to do before he was elected. And I don't know another president, Republican or Democrat, that has been more true to his campaign promises. It's just um, amazing how quickly he got things done also. He didn't wait around. He, He went to work. He went to work. Um, so, so Piper in his article, he says that, that uh, you know, this stuff flows out of the heart of the leader and that his point is that it's going to flow out of President Trump's heart and lead to death and culture because of all of the immorality and all of the bad character that Trump uh, um, uh, encompasses. But wait, let's just look at this for a second. Please, Dr. Piper, look at this. He's making decision after decision after decision that is in line with the Bible, not only on, on pro-life, but other things too. I'm not saying he's perfect, of course. Um, but I'm just saying, so what kind of heart, let's go the other way, what kind of heart does President Trump have? Is it as corrupt and evil and that you're not allowed to vote for this guy because of that? Or can we trace it back many decisions you know, actions speak louder than words. So let's avoid President Trump's words and tweets here for a moment. Let's look what he's actually done and what kind of heart does it lead us back to, meaning the heart of President Trump. Once again, the world or the enemy would would attack his character, okay? But none of us are perfect, okay? If we're looking for a perfect president, we're never going to find one, okay? The only perfect man was Jesus. And so... Character flaws, there are plenty in all of us. In the leaders in the past, there, there have been plenty of, of leaders that have governed very well, okay, even though with flaws. So I want to wrap up this abortion uh, part of our discussion, um, not because I don't want to talk about it more, just we have so much to cover today. But I just want to highlight this that at the Republican National Convention, there was a nun, and I don't remember her name, but she was, I'm going to say, roughly 10 years older than me or more, and she was looking back on her whole adult life. And she had a very interesting story. I think if I remember right, she served at least earlier on in her life in the military. I mean, a very interesting story, but she said, as a nun, as pro-life, no one 
has fought more for pro-life, has done more for the pro-life movement than President Trump. And I remember, so this would have been at the end of August, I remember her saying that and saying, now can we really say that? And I'm looking back and I'm going, I think this nun is right on. Yes, uh, I definitely agree. Okay, so here's probably even more important what we need to get to. John Piper seems to suggest through this article that when it comes to what he calls persons, or as you read, it's about character, that he gives Joe Biden the moral high ground. I cannot believe it. I mean, even if all you do is listen to the mainstream media, which I don't encourage anybody to do because I think we're being lied to all the time uh, on every issue, not just this political stuff. But are you kidding me? You can't give Joe Biden a pass as if he does have moral high ground because Piper's whole article, where it goes is, is that, well, you might get better policies with Trump, but you get worse character, meaning person. The person is worse. But if, you, but if you vote for Biden, you get a better person or better character, but you might not get the policies you want, so they both lead to ruin. No, absolutely not. This is unbelievable. Um, but, uh, but anyway... Um, let's, uh, let's jump into just several areas. I want to first touch on womanizing because that's a key one that Piper highlights. Unrepentant. I forget the exact word he uses and he quotes the New Testament, but uh, whether it's adultery or fornication, whatever, but it's, it's womanizing. Okay. Well, we've heard plenty about President Trump. I would suggest a lot of that was in his earlier life, but I'm not here to argue for President Trump, but I am here to say Joe Biden has no moral high, high ground when it comes to, to womanizing. And I think it's because the media has covered up Joe Biden um, and what's going on here. But it's still out there. So yes. anyway, yes. I don't know if there's anything you want to highlight there. I've got a couple thoughts on my mind. But there's no high ground for Joe Biden when it comes to womanizing. Yeah. Uh, Dave, just, just um, his, his very touchiness around women is a concern. I mean, that 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 should be red flags. Uh, what his inappropriate behavior around women, touching them in in not very appropriate. Appropriate. Ways. Yes. Yes. Um, and then there's Tara Reid uh, accusation. Uh, we don't know. We weren't there. But at least we should dig into that area. The and the media has just absolutely um, gone away from that. Didn't even mention well, it. Well, I would go further. I'd say that at every turn, the media tries to uh, make everything that Trump has done look worse than it actually was, and everything that Joe Biden has done make it look better than it actually was. Now, Tara Reid has accused Joe Biden of rape. This goes back to 1993. Of course, it seems like the media just does a smear campaign on anybody that touches one of their their stars, which obviously Joe Biden is. And, um, and I mean, it's a while ago, all this kind of thing, but there's a lot of recent stuff, too. So we're going to get into that here in a second. Um, but, but there's actually corroborating evidence with Tara Reid. They've slammed her. They've, they've smeared her. But if you look at the evidence carefully, you cannot dismiss it. In fact, get this, Elizabeth Warren I trust that everybody knows who she she is in light of her presidential run. She, obviously, a very prominent, iconic Democrat. 
She said Joe Biden should be held accountable. This is before um, Joe Biden uh, uh, officially um, entered into the, the, the presidential race here. And she said this recently about uh, Tara Reid. But anyway, Tara Reid was a former Senate staffer, um, and she came out earlier in 2020 about what happened. But get this, Reid is one of eight women who have made similar allegations. So often, often you know, when you do a search on, on Google or whatever, you know, you get Tara Reid, Tara Reid, Tara Reid. It's way beyond Tara Reid. This is new information to me. I, I had no idea that there were uh, other accusations from other women. Um, but the Tara Reid uh, accusation, at that time, her mother came out on uh, Larry King Live Radio. I didn't mention uh, the, the particulars of the event, but did mention about her daughter who worked uh, uh, as a staffer, uh, even back then, okay? Mm. Uh, so there was immediate... Um, uh, validation. Uh, validation, yeah. Right. Um, so it's very interesting. And I want to actually read what Ter- Tara read. I'm going to read what Tara Reed said. I'm sorry, it's gotten a little confusing here for me. Um, but this is, this is a part from a longer interview. But, and I don't want to get into all the lurid stuff going on here with Joe Biden and Tara Reed. But this is a little bit more tame. But it, anyway, uh, she said, he would put his hands on me. He would run his fingers under my hair, and I had never experienced that with a boss before. Remember, she's a Senate staffer at the time, okay, and, and that's, that's her boss, Joe Wait, Biden. Hang on a second, Dave. It, it said he would do it again? He would run his fingers under my hair, and I had never experienced that with a boss before. Now, that, that seems to imply that he did it more than one time. Yeah, exactly. And it seems that this is in the context of an ongoing relationship of, of, of Joe Biden pursuing her. But anyway, it goes on to say, uh, it was very much him coming into a room and putting his hand on me. I was too scared to say anything. He seemed to lack boundaries. And then she says, this is what he would say to me if she was like not warming up or whatever. Joe Biden would say, come on, man. How many times have we heard him wow. say that, even in the recent wow. debates? It sounds like Joe Biden, doesn't it? Yeah. Come on, man. I thought you liked me. I could see he was angry, she said. He put his finger to my face and told me, you're nothing to me. You're nothing. Whoa. Wow. So she could be making it all up. But, you know, eight other women are coming forward. There's also... Um, uh, the Nevada State Representative Lucy Flores. Um, I mean, she said this happened to her in 2014. She's a, she's in politics herself. She's a leader, Lucy Flores. And this is what Flores wrote: "As I was taking deep breaths and preparing myself to make the case to the crowd, I felt two hands on my shoulders. I froze. Why is the Vice President of the United States touching me? Is what went." through her mind. And anyway, she goes on to give her testimony. She says, I felt him get closer to me from behind. He leaned further in and inhaled my hair. I was mortified through, uh, or I was mortified. I thought to myself, I didn't wash my hair today and the vice president of the United States is smelling it. And also, what is, oh, I can't read this. I'm sorry. There gets into the, um, gets into some expletives. But anyway, why is the president of the United States smelling my hair? 
he proceeded to plant a big, slow kiss on the back of my neck. My brain couldn't process what was happening. I was embarrassed. I was shocked. I was confused. There, were, there is a Spanish saying, tragame tierra. It means earth swallow me whole. Yes. Wow. She wanted to just die and get out of there. Anyway, I couldn't move and I couldn't say anything. I wanted nothing more than to get Biden away from me. My my name was called and I was never happier to get on stage in front of an audience. In other words, get up from behind where the curtains or wherever this is happening off stage and get on the stage and get out of there. Dave, stop. Because the only thing I heard about that incident was that he smelled her hair, but he actually kissed her neck. That's her, to, that's her testimony that I am reading. Wow. Yes. Wow. So the the moral equivalence there is uh, w- between Biden and and, uh, and Trump. Piper doesn't see. Uh, there's no difference there. They're women. They're womanizing. They're they're making inappropriate advances, or or Biden made inappropriate advances to these ladies. Of course. That's, yeah. Ab- absolutely. I mean. This is actually going to get worse here as we move on, and it's related to Hunter, uh, Joe Biden's son, Hunter. But that there's any kind of implication, suggestion, um, and I believe it is throughout, it's implied in John Piper's article that Joe Biden has the moral high ground. In other words, his person is better than the other person person in terms of character and and as we line things up compared to the new testament that that piper highlights that i don't believe it it, it, it follows I, I i don't see it okay so then this is really confusing to me then why at the end of the article john piper's article did he say he's not voting for either one well i don't know i guess we'd have to ask him maybe Maybe he only listens to mainstream media. I find that hard to believe, but I, that would be an explanation. I'm just saying that's a, a possibility. Like if you only listen to the mainstream media, you, you probably would think that Joe Biden is this upstanding moral person or whatever. Um, you know, I, I, I really can't answer that, Eddie. Eddie. Yeah, that's confusing. So, but now here's an article that just came out on October 28th. And there's a couple things that are going on here recently that are all related to Joe Biden's character. One is the laptop that was turned in, and you cannot dismiss that. They immediately they try to say, "Oh, it's all about Russian. the Russians." Yeah. Actually, there's not a shred of evidence that shows this is this is about the Russians. But then, completely separate from the laptop, this Tony Bobolinsky a business partner with the Biden family in touch with both Hunter and Joe Biden and Joe Biden's brother, Jim. He's at the center of all of it. He just came forward. And, you know, that has nothing actually to do with the laptop scandal. And some people are starting to call this Biden gate. And other people are saying, well, we're we're getting through October without an October surprise. I I guarantee (laughs) you. Both of these, just one or the other, would have been the October surprise had it been levied at another politician, uh, somebody, let's just say, more conservative in nature. But because it was Joe Biden, we don't have an October surprise. But, you know, it's interesting. I think it actually is. Like, it's stirring up quite a bit out there. This is the number one search thing. Even though the media will protect right. Biden at all costs and won't report it, this is um, this is really stirring things up. Absolutely, it is, Dave. Uh, 
in spite of the media's uh, no coverage, it's getting out there. The word is getting out there. The one thing that uh, absolutely uh, Bobolinsky said is that he talked to Joe Biden personally a couple of times. So, uh, and the media has never confronted uh, Joe Biden about that accusation. So what did Bobolinsky talk to Joe Biden about a couple of times? Uh, ab about the business dealings in, in China and in other countries, okay? So, I mean, right there, Bobolinsky, either Bobolinsky's lying or Joe Biden has some explaining to do. Right. So I want to read something at length because, again, this is not uh, what it appears to be that President Trump is this a brash, prideful, womanizer, uh, um, uh, morally bankrupt person, and Joe Biden is the opposite. We we could not that could not be a, more of a false narrative. Um, and I, again, I'm sorry that Piper apparently at some level bought into it. It's it's really unfortunate. Um, um, but let me read this. It's called Biden Gate exposes serious moral problems. Again, October 28th, written by. Uh, somebody named Amir George, and um, and he quotes people that have said things publicly. So it's more of an opinion piece, but I actually like it because <laughs> it's not the the bought off media or the media that will only give one narrative. Seen it, and he is quoting accurate people. So I find this very helpful. So he he begins by saying, "What started as a political scandal rooted in financial corruption." involving former Vice President and Senate Foreign Relations Chair Joe Biden and his family, has taken an ominous turn with the discovery of what longtime investigator Chris Mitchell, call, Chris Mitchell called, quote, the most disgusting, evil, and revolting things I have ever seen in my life. That's what's on these hard drives that, that talk about um, Hunter Biden and implicate Joe Biden and so forth. But let me just keep reading. Uh, this longtime investigator, Chris Mitchell, goes on um, describing images of children, get this, including nearly 30,000 images with Hunter Biden and Chinese children. Wait, wait, wait. 30,000 images of Hunter Biden and with children apparently in compromising situations. I mean, we're not going to get into every lurid thing here, especially on our our Insights podcast. But, I mean, this is unbelievable. And that the press said nothing. In fact, the New York Post, they were censored at Twitter for po uh, for posting their Twitter account. The New York Post, fourth largest circulation in America. This has nothing to do anymore with finding truth and facts, social media. It has everything to do with powerful people wanting to push a narrative. Mm -hmm. Okay. So anyway, Chinese children, as well as um, as well as with the children of his brother who died in 2016, the images are so revolting. The FBI is investigating. Oh my goodness. Okay. According to one source, there's they have obtained what a whistleblower has identified as a copy of the complete diary of Ashley Blazer Biden, a 39-year-old daughter of, or I'm sorry, the 39-year-old daughter of Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden. The diary is said to date from during the 2020 presidential campaign. In it, 
She, she is said to explain her widely publicized struggle with drugs and, quote, probably not appropriate showers, showers as a young girl with her father, Joe Biden. The daughter is taking showers with her dad, and she calls it, quote, probably not appropriate, a uh, hello? Um who is uh, Joe Biden, who has long been plagued with occurrences of inappropriate public interactions with young women. So um, it goes on to talk about all kinds of things here. Um, uh, Maybe I should just touch on one more. But in an interview, Rudy Giuliani addressed a text message from Hunter to his father complaining about how his sister-in-law, with whom he was involved after the death of his brother, Bo, told her therapist, that he had been inappropriate with a 14-year-old. So again, we're seeing things here about the whole Biden family. Now, this is apart from Bobolinsky, what he's come forth and how compromised Joe Biden is because he has buddies going on in communist China, Ukraine, wherever. Like, there's just a lot going on here. Where did you get that information from? Who was that writer? Well, it's a huge Christian magazine. First, where it comes from is Charisma magazine. This is from charismanews.com. And uh, the the author is Amir George. And let me just, since you're asking, uh, Amir George is the author of Liberating Iraq and directs the World Help the World Helpline at theworldhelpline.org. So he's got some leadership positions and he's an author. Yeah, they would not publish anything like that unless they did some research, Dave, because that's very, man, that is very volatile information about the Biden family. Right. Charisma News is not like some tabloid out there or some unknown entity. I mean, if you're in the Christian realm at all, you know what Charisma Magazine is, Charisma News, etc. Yeah, exactly. And just one other, and, and this time I'm quoting from the Epoch Times, again, October 27th. It's all getting into this Hunter Biden and Joe Biden stuff, and they probably did know about each other. And I want to quote one thing here quick, but this is the Epoch Times, which I think probably a lot of people are aware of. But anyway, it uh, it says in this article, Joe Biden has said that he has had no involvement in his son's business dealings, a claim Bobolinsky vehemently refuted. I mean, in other words, Bobolinsky is just straight up calling Joe Biden a liar. So where's this moral high ground? I'm not. I'm not getting it. I don't. I don't smell it at all. I mean, Joe Biden might come across slightly more calm than 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 President Trump and so forth, but and, and you yet can even get there, a lot of lies delivered to you through somebody who's savvy in front of a crowd. Yeah, even there, Dave, uh, Biden is not that calm. Okay, because he's he's gotten angry uh, of people challenging his. Uh, his positions and his his character also, okay? Uh, in public, as he's in these rallies, people challenge him, and Biden gets a little upset, okay? I remember in Detroit, he was in a plant, a uh, GM plant, and uh, one guy challenged him about uh, uh, gun rights, and, uh, boy, they had a heated discussion about that. And so he, Biden can get pretty hot under the collar, yeah, and I've heard other reports as well. I'm not ready to to read quotes here right now and so forth. But it, he knows what to do in front of a crowd on, on camera. And he also acts very differently, is the reports that I've heard, when he's behind closed door with whoever. And um, I'm not sure. Piper points out unrepentant vulgarity. 
I'm not sure that uh, uh, Biden has the high ground on that either. I mean, <laughs> no, no. if anything, Trump at least is honest at his campaign rallies when he lets some of these singers fly. He's like he's not covering up. I don't get that sense from from President Trump. Um, he is who he is. Um, love him or hate him. But, you know, I just want to say one other thing. Because there's so much corruption going on here that now I would agree with Piper saying that this kind of corruption now I'm saying goes comes from Joe Biden's heart. You have to look at the character, look at the heart. What flows is death, ruin. Exactly, I agree with John Piper. But actually, this is now flowing, in my opinion, from Joe Biden. Um, so we're going to get into a bit more theology here in just a moment. Um, but I just want to be really clear about what's going on here. And, and again, going back to Bobolinsky, he said when he talked to Joe Biden's brother, and they're all in this together, according to Bobolinsky, he said that, that Joe Biden's brother, when he said, you know, I know you guys have like pl- political aspirations and with Joe obviously being in politics, like, aren't you worried about what you're doing here? So, I mean, this is a few years ago. Bobolinsky asks Jim Biden this question, and the answer was, well, how are you going to deal with it if this ever gets exposed? And the answer was plausible deniability. And that's what came from Joe Biden's own brother. Plausible deniability. Let's roll, everybody. In other words, you can't prove it. It just needs to be plausible, and we'll deny it. Okay, and I want to actually read the definition of that um, because I think it's pretty apparent, but here's the actual definition of plausible deniability. And before I read, I just want to say, this is the game the Bidens are playing. They know how to play the game. Mm. You are being deceived. You are being duped. And they know it. This is their game plan. According to Joe Biden's brother, our game plan, we just deny it, keep repeating ourselves, keep keep um, under undermining the evidence until it's a plausible s- situation that we didn't touch it. Anyway, this is the actual definition. Plausible deniability is the ability of people, typically senior officials in a formal or informal chain of command, to deny knowledge of or responsibility for any damnable actions committed by others in an organizational hierarchy because of a lack of because of, of a lack of or absence of evidence that can confirm their participation even if they were personally involved if illegal or otherwise disreputable and unpopular activities become public High-ranking officials may deny any awareness of such acts to insulate themselves and shift the blame onto the agents who carried out the acts. Boy, in the debate, uh, one of the debates uh, with President Trump, he actually denied that he ever talked to Biden about Biden's business dealings. Oh, yeah, I saw that, too. It's way out there. Oh, I never talked to Hunter about anything. He was adamant about it. Right, so here we have a liar. Now, there's another thing that that, uh, Dr. Piper brings up, unrepentant pride, okay? Okay, the reason Satan was thrown out of heaven was because of pride. But Jesus gives Satan a new title in John chapter 8, the father of lies. So I think the connection's clear. Pride is connected to lies. We see that in Satan through the scriptures. You're lying like this is Joe Biden to say that Joe Biden doesn't have unrepented pride to stand on camera, knowing I believe anyway, in my opinion, 
he knows that he's straight up lying. And he lied on several things. I mean, we could get into all the fracking stuff in the montage videos showing him time and time again that he and his platform have said no fracking. Well, now he needs Pennsylvania. Oh, suddenly I never said that. I won't. I mean, he's just repeating himself. Anyway, my point being is I don't think that John Piper can give Joe Biden a pass on unrepentant pride, unrepentant womanizing, unrepentant vulgarity, all the stuff that was levied at President Trump. Yeah, definitely, Dave. And and it's not a something new that Biden has just picked up. He's been doing it for 47 years, Dave. He, he, he has repeatedly said that he marched in the civil rights movement, and he never did when he was confronted with it. He said that... Uh, he was arrested when he w- went to visit Mandela, and he never that never happened all, uh, either, okay? But it sounds good. It sounds good, and it really appeals to a certain segment of our society that he was involved with civil rights and that he actually was arrested going to see uh, Mandela. You know, I read that, and it, I read it for, in an article that was written by somebody who's— left of center, clearly, my opinion, far left of center, but left of center for sure. It's documented. Like people, it seems like we have the amnesia. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, everything that Pre- President Trump has ever done wrong, people have perfect memory on that. Joe Biden, we struggle from amnesia. Like that we've either forgotten this or we never knew it. That's a massive, massive problem. Okay, so we need to turn the corner here, Eddie. Um First, we believe that, that President Trump um, has been faithful to many of his campaign process, promises and that he's not just um, uh, trying to run the table and use evangelicals when it comes to this pro-life thing. He has shown himself by his Supreme Court nominees like this could really happen. Okay, We've also highlighted here today that to give Joe Biden the moral high ground in a pass on on everything going on in his past, and I would say presently as well, that is completely unacceptable. It's wrong. It leaves people with the wrong impression and so forth. But, you know, there's a lot more going on here with what I'm calling John Piper's non-voting nonsense because I believe biblically, even as Americans, we have a responsibility. And so I want to go into John Piper's realm now, theology. John Piper is known as much as being a pastor and speaker at conferences and so forth. John Piper is known as a theologian. And that's where I want to go because I actually believe the Bible talks about all this stuff. And I hope that John Piper can hear this because this is huge. And um, it's actually, I want to summarize what I put out on the, the previous Insights video, this podcast, and you can find it um, at forerunnersofamerica.org. You can find it if you click on Engage at the top menu, and then it says Videos. Click there. It should be the second video after this one that that explains that um, it, it, the title of that podcast is What the Bible Says About Election Day. And I was telling people you got to go vote and other reasons, but it's the theology that's behind it. And so that's what I want to I wanna land the plane here because I honestly believe, and I don't mean any disrespect to Dr. Piper, but I believe it is nonsense to not vote, okay? And here's why. When we look at uh, 21 different passages in, in the Bible, they teach why God will judge a nation or why God will bless a nation. 
And there's three areas we need to look at. God is looking at these three areas. The first one is government. The second one is the people in general, the populace. And the third one is the church. These are the three areas. Now, I'm not going to get into a half-hour explanation like I did on the previous podcast, but let me just mention I spent some significant time in Jeremiah on that, and it's basically where is the king or what we're calling the government, where is the government leading you? God is looking at that. So that's why this podcast is so important today. Where where are future candidates going to lead us, okay? But that's the first area is government. And where is the government leading you? Second is what do the people want? Regardless of the laws that are passed, like pro-abortion, um, n- nobody has to go get an abortion. You know, I mean, what do the people actually want? Or you could look at recreational marijuana or a hundred other topics. But, but my point is, is just what do the people want? And God will weigh that in his balance on nations too. And then the third area, and what I believe to be the most important, is what is the church saying or not saying on every issue going on in culture, Okay. Based on how you come out on those three areas will determine if God blesses your nation or if he will send judgment, devastation to your nation. And it all hinges as well on Jeremiah 18, 7 through 10, which again, I'm not going to read this week. I did two weeks ago. But it's just God weighs every nation in the balance, including America, including today in America. That's why this is so vital. Okay, now for third of what God is looking at is the government. And he's given us, as Americans, the opportunity to vote. Should we vote for politicians that um, uh, are more in line with biblical values, or should we do what John Piper is doing and just stay home? Absolutely not. Okay, we have responsibility as citizens to uh, express and and be involved in in the direction of our, our nation, okay, with our vote, Dave. Absolutely. Amen. To do nothing but stay home is uh, abdication of our responsibilities as citizens. It, Piper, as a leader, in the because we would consider him a leader in the Christian uh, church. Oh, absolutely. To, to abdicate that responsibility and just say, uh, no, uh, I, I'm neutral in this position. No, no you're not neutral. Okay? Well, He's taken a position. Well, let me put it this way. I wish that if John Piper was truly neutral, I wish he had just had this conversation with his wife behind closed doors and left it there. But because he published it as an article, because he put it out there, even though he says right in the article, you don't have to land the plane where I do, you don't have to do what I'm doing. Just his example as a respected Christian leader, he is influencing thousands. It could be you know hundreds of thousands, maybe millions, who knows. My point is... No, I can't let John Piper off the hook here just because he said, well, in the end, you don't have to believe. He, but he put in there, he believes this is, what he writes in his article is a perspective that's often neglected. Oh, what that tells me is, oh, I probably haven't seen this before. I'm not paying attention to it like I should. Oh, now, now I need to look at what John Piper's saying here. And that does influence me whether I go to the polls. I, again, theologically, and that God has given us responsibility in this country that we can influence all three of those areas, I think we're super responsible to study this out, figure out which person, or if you don't like the person and the personality, look at the platform, which, which platform more lines up with biblical values. Pro-life, less suppression um, through, through taxation, um, 
you know, we, we don't have time to get into Marxist socialism, but it's, a, it's an enemy of God. Is there one party that leans more towards socialism? Because every country that goes down the path of socialism, they end up with about 2 or 3% of Christians in the nation just because of a whole lot of factors, and it's a godless. So is there a party, which way does that go? Is there one party that, that promotes the opposite of God's design when it comes to transgenderism? You know, is there one party that's um, promoting a traditional marriage and, and one man, between one man and one woman for life? Is there another party that is promoting a, a, a homosexual agenda, which is absolutely against God's perspective? We got to get out and vote if indeed there are such candidates that le- line up more with, with biblical values. And this is why it is so key. It's so key because of those three areas I just mentioned, government, the people or populace, and the church. As Christians in America, we're actually part of all three. We should be making a difference as salt and light, obviously, within our our church and and the Christian realm and our families. But we also represent the people. We are citizens of America, so we can can cause salt and light to spread out in in terms of God's values, um, to spread out in terms of culture. And then we actually do have a say about government because we get to vote. This is a privilege. And, um, you know, uh, I think of, you know, what President Lincoln said. He said, it's government of the people, by the people, for the people. So to stay home, that's not exercising our God-given freedoms and rights. And I'm even pinning this down in 21 uh, passages about government matters to God. And if we want to move more into his blessing and less toward judgment, we need to vote. Dave, this is a little bit off the subject, but even the Trump administration, their attitude towards uh, Israel has been, oh my goodness, it's been so biblical as far as supporting uh, Jewish uh, interests, uh, changing our... um, Oh. Policies, our policies, but also our uh, embassy. Oh yeah, moving to, the embassy. You're, you're yeah, moving it, moving it. Yes, it was so crucial. It's so crucial. Okay, now, Dave, the the peace agreements between Jordan, not Jordan, um, Sudan, and Israel, uh, the Emirates, and there was an, one other one. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, there were four altogether, actually. Kosovo and uh, um, Kosovo and yeah, I can't help you out on this. Okay, Eddie, but and, the, could, and, the, yeah. and the Serbs they they came together in, in a peace agreement. Okay, so I yeah, mean, what, what's happening in terms of peace because of President Trump is stunning. There's no better word for it. Is stunning. And by the way, Benjamin Netanyahu he has said for the last few years he said there's not been a greater friend or greater help, I forget how he phrased it, but in the White House ever for Israel than President Trump. And now you're saying it's not only that he's been a good friend, a good supporter of the nation of Israel, now you're saying he's creating peace to help uh, to help Israel. Um, you know, it's, it is, it's really, really surprising how, how the full narrative is not given. Yeah, it, it's, it's amazing. So uh, here's a man that they said was going to get us into war with Korea and everything else. We're going to have all types of wars that would break out. He's he's taken us out of war. He wants to bring our troops back home. Okay, and he's he's adamant about bringing our troops back home. Okay, we could talk policy all day, Eddie, but I just want to say scripturally, 
I don't want to do the John Piper non-vote nonsense. And I hope that John changes his mind. I have, you know, I like him. I have nothing personally against him. I hope he changes his mind. I hope he can publish another article here. But this is truly, I believe that God has been fighting for us. And I want to highlight abortion one more time, meaning God has been fighting with us or we've been fighting with him, whatever, uh, you know, in the pro-life movement since 1973, this many decades, this many, this many prayer meetings. Amen. And now we're going to yeah. jump ship yeah. and just say the president that has helped us more than any other president in that area, but many, many other areas, as you're, you're, you're highlighting here with Israel and, and the other topics, we are now just going to jump ship. And as Dr. Wayne Grudem said, and I think most of our listeners know he's a high, uh, highly respected theologian as well and, and published author, and he has his own uh, a, a ministry that's just massive. But he's, he is saying... If not voting, we literally could hand over the election to the pro-abortionists, to all the other things that I would be uh, that I think most Christians would care about too. So we really got to be discerning on this. Yes, and so uh, we need to. We're in, we're encouraging, we're challenging the church to do their civic responsibility and vote. Right, but but again, it's not only civic. I believe this is biblically. Uh, in God's eyes, I believe the average American is more responsible than the person that lives in a totalitarian regime because we get to vote and we need we can move this thing more towards uh, God's purposes, biblical values, Amen. or or we just allow the darkened minds of the unregenerate just to take over. And, and I don't want to make just this about Christians and the darkened minds of the unregenerate. There are a lot of God-fearing people out there. They might not know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. They're not, they're not born again yet. But they will do the right thing like Cornelius did a lot of the right things before he came to faith in Acts chapter 10. we got to encourage people to vote. Uh, And if I could just say one last clarification um, uh, directly to Dr. Piper, it's that, um, you know, Dr. Piper, the problem in the body of Christ is usually not too many people getting out to vote. It's usually the opposite. (laughs) Way too many Christians are staying at home. So, Dr. Piper, jump on board. We got the government, the people, the church uh, paradigm throughout Scripture. Let's jump on board. Let's make a difference in all three. Let's vote government. Let's be salt and light with the people, and let's make a difference in our churches. So thank you for joining us today on Insights. You can also, in addition to YouTube, you can find us at Apple Podcasts. You can find us at uh, at Spotify. Uh, we try to put up a few images um, uh, for our, our YouTube followers and subscribers and so forth but you can find us all over the place and uh, appreciate you joining us and we will know a lot more after november 3rd every blessing